0: Hey guys, it's your girl Ship poems and I am back with another episode. So, for the catch up, I just want to say that I'm not going to get into, you know, what's been going on, but I just want to say that I've been learning a lot about myself and <laughs> that's, that's what life is all about, is really learning about yourself and just Understanding your triggers and what you go through. And that's kind of what I'm going to go through with this episode today with self-growth and healing. So let's get into it. So the healing aspect. So with healing in life, it's more than healing than just relationships or just you know, it's more than healing than just relationships. And also with self-growth, I feel like through life, when you go through situations whether it's relationships, friendships, are you just working on yourself? That's where self growth comes in I feel like self growth and healing just, you know ties together basically So with my healing Whether like I said it's been relationships or it's been just within me I can say that I have grown through a lot of things that I've been through whether it has been childhood trauma Which later on in the episode I will get into I promise Or if it has been relationships whether the relationship has been a good one A relationship was just one that was like, you know, it just was here to teach me a lesson So with my healing, um, I just want to say the process, it has been beautiful. It has been sad. I have been angry. I have been all of the above throughout the process. Some days are better than others. Some weeks are just not it. And I'm not even speaking on present. I'm just speaking on just the healing process because recently I've been in a good space. But the beginning stages of the healing process with self growth and trying to heal, it can be really tough because let's say, for example, your healing process is triggered by a breakup or ending of a friendship or say you lost a loved one and you're forced to like, you know, face how you feel about deep things. And sometimes when you have a traumatic experience or you go through something that just, you know, touches you on a deeper level, it kind of has a ripple effect. Like in that moment, you might be you might be thinking of the loss of a loved one, or the loss of a relationship, or a loss of a friend, and then boom, all these other things that you know were in the back of your mind are now on the front, and now you feel like, okay, well, damn, like, can I get through this one thing first? And it's like it kind of just reveals, like over time, as we go through things, we tend to hold it in, or we feel like we go through it, but we really don't really process it. So for me. With my healing, I've learned that there's a lot of things that I have processed and there's a lot of things that I haven't processed. And that just been revealed to me over time as I, you know, do the podcast, as I talk to certain people, and as I talk to my therapist, I just realize like, you know, there's things about me that I'm just not realizing. There's fears that I have that I'm just not realizing. And I feel like the first aspect I'll get into is relationships because leadership podcast about we get into relationships all the time i always say i'm not gonna talk about it and look i'm gonna talk about it so with me and relationships it's a love-hate relationship (laughs) i have a love-hate relationship with relationships no i'm not against them no i don't hate relationships i actually genuinely love relationships and i love to see people thrive and have healthy happy relationships and keeping in mind i know behind closed doors there's a lot of things that we don't see we don't know what always goes on like every relationship has their problems I just love to see a relationship succeed through those problems. So with me and with my healing process and when it includes relationships and how it has included relationships, I can say throughout breakups, what I do is this, like, I'll be in my thoughts and I'll be like, you know, I'm not going to let this person make me hate love. I'm not going to make this person make me look at love a type of way. And then I get to a point where, okay, I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. I don't want to cry anymore. Numb. <laughs> Let's go numb. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, uh, you said that you're not gonna let this person, you know, numb you or make you feel the type of way. But I feel like that's like an automatic reaction that I've seen in a lot of people. Like, you know, yes, we still do believe in love. Yes, we still do want love, but when our heart is broken like you say you give your all to somebody and then you know it doesn't work out which is okay but we go through that process and my therapist taught me this a relationship is kind of like losing somebody like a death and i never thought about it like that because she was saying like you go through stages of grief and when she told me that i kind of look at the healing process and relationships different than how i normally would because i'm like dang like she's kind of right I'm going through, I'm not, I'm not going to sit in order. Cause I don't know the correct order, but I know I'm going through sadness. I'm going through denial. I'm going through anger. I'm going through just, you know, the motions. And it's like, when she gave me that layout of, okay, this is, you know, this is the stages, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just sitting like, you know, at this, at that time, what stage am I at, at in this healing process of getting through this breakup and like, you know, getting back to me, getting back to, feeling again. So I'm just, I, and at that time I was at the stage of anger and I was like, okay, I'm kind of angry today. (laughs) And I don't know why, like, I'm just, you know, I'm feeling kind of angry. Let me sit here and acknowledge this. Cause I feel like my anger stems from me, like putting assumptions in my head about a situation where it's like, I'll just assume the worst, or I'll be like, Oh, I'm feeling this way. or they like, I said, my past, podcast like i've done that like i've sat to myself like oh they're feeling this way they're feeling that way why do i even care but it's like in the back of my mind there's this voice where it's like okay you're feeling angry but at this time like you know you're putting these thoughts in your head these aren't fact or these aren't you know you don't know how this person is feeling because you you just don't know but you know how you're feeling like i know how i'm feeling this moment i feel like you know i put my all i love this person and it just you know it just didn't go how i thought it would go but don't sit here (laughs) and be in your head like oh girl no like they don't care about blah 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 because now i'm getting angry i'm starting to like have hate towards this person and i just was like damn like i'm kind of putting myself in this headspace So, I'm going to give you guys a story of my very first breakup. I think I... I don't think I've ever gotten into it on this podcast, but my very first breakup. And that was with somebody I was with... um, I was with in high school. So, basically, I was with this person for a minute. And, you know, come to find... It's not the... It might sound like the same story, but it's not the same story from the first episode. But I was with this person for a minute. And, um... You know, we were talking, you know, we never said that I love you because, you know, but I knew like, it, like it I knew he wanted to, but he was like, I want to tell you in person what I have to say. And he's like, okay, pretty obvious what you want to say, but cool, whatever. I get it, You want to be sentimental. So basically we broke up because he went back, like he started back being around his ex. He started back, you know, being in her presence. And then like, I ended up finding out later, they went to homecoming together and you know he didn't tell me that he she was back in his life or anything. So one day like he texted me he was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, you know, back talking to her." Like, and I took it as, oh, "Okay, he's back talking to her." And he was like he don't really know what he want to do at that time. So me being me at that young age, come on, young age, not the same person, but at that young age I was like, "Okay, well, if you need anything, if you want me to be here for you, I'll, you know, be here." And this is kind of where it started this trend for me fighting for people that I shouldn't be fighting for in the first place. And now I'm just realizing that. (laughs) But, like, I started the trend for, like, where, because he was the first person I really, you know, fought for. And when I look back at it, I'm like, you know, why am I sitting here, being here for this person, talking to this person, trying to, like, prove myself when I don't have to do that? Like, I'm not the one that, you know, lied or went stepped out or went back to an ex. I'm the one that's, you know, I've been here. I've been the person, like, the best person I could be. Keep my, I'm not perfect, but I was the person that I could be. I didn't do him wrong. I didn't do anything to him. So I'm sitting here, you know, trying to figure out, okay, cool, cool. Maybe he'll pick me, you know, but he didn't. And I feel like what I realized over time, I shouldn't have been focused about him picking me. Like, I should never have put myself in a situation where, I'm being picked, like, it's between, oh, her or me. Like, if it ever, like, now I know in life, if it ever got to a point where I'm in a situation and a dude got somebody else and he's like, oh, well, I'm dealing with so-and-so and and I'm dealing with you. I just don't know what I want to do right now. I'm just going to, like, dismiss myself because I know my worth and I'm worth more than being in a situation where it's like, pick me, pick me. Because at the end of the day, I need to pick myself. I need to pick myself out of that situation. And eventually, that's what I did. Once he told me, okay, yeah, I want to, you know, stick with old girls, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So from then from there, I just, if y'all hear rain in the background, just enjoy it. <laughs> but from there, I just, you know, removed myself. And, you know, it wasn't easy because I kind of, this. I also learned this by myself. I kind of put myself in situations Well, I have in the past, not anymore, refuse to. I put myself in a situation where it's like, while I'm putting my my heart on the line for this person, I'm not focusing on me. I'm not focusing on how I feel. I'm not focusing on like, how is this going to damage me? How is this going to hurt me? Because I'm so busy wanting to be, you know, the person that's chosen when in reality, I should have just chosen myself. And keep in mind, I was in high school. I was young. So I don't really give myself too much, you know, hardship on it. But I just know like that kind of started to throw me, you know figuring out over time that I need to be the person fighting for me. Because at the end of the day, if you don't fight for yourself, who is? Like it might be a situation, every blue moon where you're in a situation and let's say you and your partner are like, you know, at a crossroads. And it's an equal thing where y'all both are, you know, you, you come to an understanding, like, okay, we're going to fight for this. We're going to work for this. It's not going to work if one person is fighting for it and the other person is just, you know, they don't want to be there. But my biggest thing that I hate is don't sit around. If you don't want that person, or if you're just in an indecisive mindset and you don't know what you want, or you honestly, you know what you want. If you're with somebody and then you know you're not feeling the same, or you're just not feeling it, and you're at a state where it's like, okay, now I gotta, you know, I don't want to, I don't wanna hurt this person, but you're hurting this person while dragging them along. So, and that's and then you're just not making it any better for you. So release that person and then go on about your life and do what you want to do. So throughout that process of that breakup, I didn't really discuss it with anybody besides my sister and my close friends. Because, you know, this is the time I was in high school. I wasn't really discussing relationships with my parents. So I just kind of got through it. And, like, you know, that's where I was like, I'm not going to let him take how I love away. I'm not going to, like, let him just destroy love and because, you know, I will get what I deserve. It will come. Because I know I did, I did right by him. I didn't do anything wrong. So that process kind of led me. It at first I was on the right track, but then I was just tired of how I was feeling, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to feel anymore. I can't take this pain anymore because it was just heavy. Like, keep, I'm not in therapy. I'm talk to my sister, my friends, but you know, not really. I was keeping it to myself. So I was just like, you know what? I don't want to feel anymore. So I just started shutting down and I just shut off. So, and now I'm going into college, this is me going into college. So I'm going into college, you know, meeting people, making friends. And like, I've made friends with this one guy and he was like my best friend. And so, you know, the whole trend of, oh, everybody's dating, let's do it. So I was like, you know, we have a great friendship. Let's let's try it out. But I wasn't dating him for the right reason. I was just talking to him because, you know, everybody else is talking to somebody, why not? Hey. So I started talking to him and like, you know, I, I, I thought I felt something for him and I didn't. And in the end, I ended up messing up a very good friendship and I regret it. I regret that I wasn't aware enough to know that, you know, you're only doing this for the fact that your friend group's in a relationship. You don't really want to be with him. And I was in such a nonchalant mindset where like, you know, I kind I really did hurt him. And like, it's true what they say, hurt people, hurt people. And, you know, it hurt me to hurt him because I never want to be, I never wanted to be the reason somebody cried. I never wanted to be the reason why somebody's up late at night. I never wanted to be the reason. <laughs> that's something that I feared. I never wanted to turn into the person that I hated. And that's what I did. And it was a string of relationships that was like that our relationships where I was just, you know, it was just failing. And I was understanding, like, why is it a repetitive thing where, I'm talking to somebody. I think I like them. And then, boom, I don't like them anymore. And it's just failing, failing, failing. And it got to a point where I was just with myself like, damn, like, I really fucked up my friendship. I'm messing up other friendships. And I genuinely did not care. I had no regard for anybody's feelings. And it just all stemmed from me not dealing with that breakup the proper way. But also I didn't have the tools. I didn't look for the tools. I didn't ask for the tools. So that was on me. And I accept my faults. I accept my wrongs in that situation. And in the end, like, you know, we did reconcile a little bit. I apologize to him. And, you know, apology can only do so much when you hurt somebody's heart. So it's like, I didn't expect him to like, you know, forgive me off rip. And, you know, till this day, we probably like, you know, we'll never talk again, because that's just, I'm probably that person that, you know, he'll go to his ex or he'll go to his girlfriend about like, oh yeah, this is the ex that, you know, fucked me over. And it's like, I'm not like, it's not funny. It's just, it sucks. Cause I never thought me, I never thought I would be that person because I just was like, you know, I was so strong on love. I was so strong on staying with who I am as a person. Y'all, this is going to be a long episode. This is a story. <laughs> but I just wanted to be like me as a person. I wanted to be genuine. That's always what I wanted. But at that time, I wasn't in that space because I didn't really heal. I wasn't growing as a person. I was just stuck in a space. And so I was like, I just had a moment where I was like, okay, damn, like, I'm in, I need to take a step back from talking to people. I need to take a step back from trying to be in relationships because it's failing and it's not working. And I don't even feel for these people. I'm just doing it to do it. And it's not right. And You know, I left a a few broken hearts and I'm just, you know, when I think about it, it sucks because you never want to be that person. You never want to be in that story a person tells to their, you know, new person. So then time goes by, you know, I start to try to focus on myself more, but I'm in college, so it only worked for so long. And then the um, ex from high school came back and we started talking a little bit and he basically explained to me like, you know, when such and such happened, it wasn't your fault, it wasn't you and I regretted even going back to her because it. I was still miserable, I was still sad and I was still blah, blah, blah. It didn't really, it brought me a little bit of closure but it didn't really bring me any, you know, I was just like at a point where a little too late type conversation, but cool, thanks. But it made me realize all the times where I felt like I wasn't enough, I didn't do enough, I didn't fight hard enough in reality, it was never me. Like, And I figured that out by myself, but it was really never me. Like, It was just something that he had going on with him. He still had feelings for her. And that was just a him thing. He didn't have to get me involved in it, but I'm pretty sure like, he didn't have the intentions of dragging me like that. <laughs> but it just happened like that. We were young. It is what it is now. So as I go through life now and I go through healing from different situations, different breakups, I just learned throughout life with him. I feel like, you know, we could have, we could have went places, but then when I, cause it wasn't, he's the ex that I went back to. Well, I didn't really go back to him cause I would have never wanted to date him, but he's the ex where like, you know, if I stopped talking to somebody or, you know, if I broke up with somebody, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> what you doing? He was just familiar. So I would like, and he was there, like, he wanted i'm gonna be honest i'm gonna be as honest as possible like this was me he was there he always wanted to be there because he wanted me back so bad and i just knew oh he's always gonna be there like you know if i break up with such and such and he he sees my relationship on social media he's seeing not being with people he don't care if he's gonna be there because he just he know what he did and he wants to be with me and i just took advantage of that which was wrong like it was and i would i wouldn't do that again But I just knew he was going to be there regardless. So anytime a relationship fell, I'll go back and like, okay. And at one point, I went back and I was just like, hmm, we're two different people. And we've always been two different people. Each time I come back, I'm just here temporarily. I don't really want more from you. Only time I'm returning because I know you'll be here. And on the other hand, if you think about it, with guys, they do the same thing. Like, they'll go through different motions, they'll talk to people, and if it don't work, oh, they got that one person they'll fall back on. And I was doing that to a guy. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what, let me just cut it, because this isn't right. I know I don't want nothing more with him, and I know he wants more with me. That's all he vocalizes, all he shows. Like, he was vocalizing it and showing it with his actions, but I just couldn't take that from him, because he's wasn't the person for me. And i'm and I'm gonna to get to a good example. He just wasn't the person for me, even though, like you know, i we was able to, you know, get through what happened, and I forgave him, and we were able to move forward within a friendship and everything. He just wasn't the person for me. And this is an example I want to give when it comes to not the person for you. but this person can be everything you ever wanted. They can give you everything you ever wanted, but it can be that one thing, whether it's communication, whether how they give you advice, whether how they talk to you, it can be that one thing that makes you want to walk away from that person. And that's what I've been realizing over time throughout life and throughout interacting with people and with dating. So... And that's a part of my growth process is understanding, yes, somebody can be the perfect person or they can be like everything you want. But it's that one thing that you need to feed your soul, that you need to feed your emotion, that you just need for you, that they don't provide. And in some cases, yes, you can, you know, get to know somebody. Y'all can learn each other's love languages and y'all can probably work through something like that. But it's not the case all the time. And sometimes it's hard, especially if it's somebody that you, like, really, really, really want to see see yourself where I want to be with. You try to fit it into, okay, you know, even though they don't give me this, maybe it's okay. But this is something you need. It's like water. You need water. You need to eat. It's something you need, but you're trying to sacrifice what you need because you want that person. It's a need or a want thing. You need this for the relationship to work, but you want this person, but they're not giving you what you need. And as I heal and as, as I like process things, as I relook at what I've gone through in relationships, it's a lot of times where I settled for what I wanted over what I needed. And then it kind of shows me, damn, like that's why it didn't work out. This person, yeah, they were everything that I wanted. They gave me what I needed. They were perfect to me, but they're not completely perfect because it's this one thing. It's this one thing I need, but they can't give that to me. No matter how much I vocalize it, no matter what I say, they don't give that to me. And it's not just one specific person. It's been, I've dated. I've dated people and I've just observed. And I've just went through the processes of dating. And it's like, yeah, y'all just don't give me that one thing. And I know exactly what my one thing is, but I'm not finna tell y'all that. Just know it's not surface level, <laughs> but it's just relationships And self growth and healing. I feel like that has a major role to play in our lives today because hate to say it, life, life for a lot of people revolves around relationships. It takes a moment before we wake up and see, okay, it's more than life than being in a relationship. It's more than life than worrying about a girl or a boy. It's more than life. But as we go through life as kids and we see like, okay, they're dating, they're dating. That's just what shapes us over time. And then like Sometimes people's healing really hits them when they're going through breakups or they only be healing when they go through breakups because that's probably the things they deal with. But for me, with my breakups and just with healing and self-growth, my breakups always move me to be a better person. My breakups kind of wake me up, especially my last one. It just kind of pushed me to be a better person for me. And just to realize like, yeah, I do have these types. I have certain issues when it comes to relationships. I have um things that I need to work on so like whatever happens with the next one I don't carry this on into it or I don't like you know project or have this type of baggage because all right like for example attachment issues codependency issues like I've I've had those issues with friendships as well and I don't want to carry that on. I want to know how to not be codependent. So that's the type of discussions I have with my therapist on like my, how not to be so attached or how not to be codependent. And that's just honest. I've had those issues and I'm still working through them. I know, like, I ain't know the story gonna be that long, y'all. <laughs> I ain't know it's gonna be in a relationship this long either. But it's just, you know, it is what it is. Once I start going, I start going. <sighs> but um, I just want to say with that ex, I learned, I learned a lot in a way. I learned how to get through things better after the fact, not during, because, yeah, I I went down a little toxic route, and then I was toxic to others, and they didn't deserve that. Now, my last breakup, um, I can say it taught me a lot about myself. It made me realize a lot about myself, good and bad, and it just made me, you know have a different understanding for myself and what I need and just how to maneuver through things and how to heal. Because throughout that process, I was sad, I, but I was also in therapy at the same time and also had a very great support group. I had my family and I was good for a moment, but I'm not going to do a whole nother story, time. That's later like episode. I done told that story. I'm not getting to that one. That's too long. But you know it is what it is and i just learned through life you know you you live and you learn and i feel like every relationship i had in the past was all just lessons from repeated cycles and just to show me something that i didn't see until the last one and i just had to real i had to wake up and just start breaking the cycle of okay like this happened to this one are you going to accept that this happened in that one so after that breakup when i started dating other people and i was i went into like okay hmm <laughs> I wasn't guarded, like I was guarded, but I wasn't like, you know, just no, 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 no. But it was more so of like, okay, I know my worth. I know what I'm going to accept and I know what I'm not going to accept. And that's why dating for me is hard (laughs) right now because just people want you to accept anything. And I refuse to accept anything when I know I'm not just going to give you anything. I'm going to give you the best. So if I'm giving you the best, I want the best in return. So over time... With my healing process and self-growth and relationships, it helped me learn my worth with going out back into the dating world and just, you know, how I perceive things, how I take things in, how I take people's effort and what I will and what I won't accept. Because if you can't treat me better or do better, why would I stay in this situation? Why would I settle for less when I know there's somebody out there that will give me everything plus more? I'm not going to settle for shit, period. Period fuck <laughs> so but that's really that on that relationship my main thing with self-growth and healing when it comes to relationships it's just over time you're gonna have bumps you're gonna do things that you regret you're gonna do things that you never thought you would do out of hurtness out of not knowing how to heal properly and just out of not truly understanding what you're feeling or what you're going through and that's what I learned through that process and I kind of you know, in a crazy way, I kind of appreciate my breakups because it always pushed me to be a better person for me. Not completely not completely just, oh, let me get back so, you know, I can be a better person so they can want me back or so let me be a better person so the next person they can want me. No, it's to let me look at myself. What can I do better? What can I do to make sure this don't happen again type situation? And that was that. So with the other aspect of healing and self-growth within me as a person, and career, and wanting to just be better all around, I had to really sit down with myself and be like, OK, what do you want to do with your life? Because in the beginning, I grew up thinking, hey, I want to be a school teacher. I like teaching. I like playing school. I want to be a school teacher. So I'm like, OK, let's go to school for school. But then I was like, nah, that's not for me. I kind of want to be you know, a detective. I want to go into psychology, blah, blah, blah. Like, I went through so many different things trying to figure out who I am as a person. Because growing up, you know, I was homeschooled. I never really thought about like, yeah, I thought about like surface level things. Like, yeah, I wanted to be a lawyer for a second, but I never really knew who I was as a person. And going through life, and going through just like stuff with meeting friends and just being in different friend groups, going through like when I was in church and I was in different church groups, and just learning myself and being around people, like, yeah, this is that's not for me. This isn't me. So I had to with my so. Let me give a backstory. So last year during the pandemic, my sister started this group called Black Women Manifest. And during that group, she gave us you know, self-help guidebooks, just basically set goals, manifestations, and just you know affirmations. What do you see for yourself? What do you want for yourself? Vision boards. So I had to sit back and I was like, okay, what do I truly want for myself? What do I truly desire on this process as I'm healing, as I'm growing? What do I see for myself? So while I was having that process of what do I see for myself, I'm like, okay, I want to graduate. I want to get a new car. I want my businesses to be successful. And I'm a writer, as y'all know. I want my books to, my well, my books will, be <laughs> number one, my books will sell out. And I want to have a happy life. I want to eventually have, you know, have love, have a family. I want to travel the world with my friends. And, you know, I just put basic stuff on my vision, well, not basic stuff, stuff I truly desired and meant on my vision board. And as we started to dig deep into like the self-help books and getting into like, you know, learning more, I started to realize more about myself. Like, okay, sure. So you don't like this, but you like that. <laughs> you thought you, you thought you wanted to be in this field, but you want to be in that field. And I just like, the more I went through it, the more I went through the book, the more I started saying that I love me, so oh, I'm this person, I am worth more. And I started being connected with God, talking to God, talking to my ancestors, just getting, like I really got into spirituality and just, you know, becoming one with myself and vocalizing how I felt within myself, hearing myself. That's really what started my self-growth process is listening to myself. I spent so much time throughout my life listening to other people, hearing them, hearing their processes, trying to help them heal. I never truly listened to myself. And that was the first problem. I never listened to myself. (laughs) I didn't really know who I was as a person. So when we got stuck in, well, I'm not going to say that. I know who I was as a person, but on a deeper level. So when we got stuck in the house during the pandemic, I had no choice but to, you know, really, really focus on myself and what I wanted to do. So I want to do different things. I started working out, which is something I could still do. And I've really, I've always loved being active. I've always loved sports. I used to play sports, even if it was for a short amount of time, I used to play sports. And that was something I had love for. Like, I used to be like, yeah, when I grow up, oh, I'm going to be on the WNBA team. I suck at basketball now, (laughs) but I used to, like, dream of being on the, I'm not going to say the team, but I had the team I wanted to be on. I used to watch them play. I had their posters. I was really, I really wanted that. But then, you know, I was homeschooled. So that was something that was out of reach. But then like, I would go in the back. I was, I had a, I had a um, basketball court. So I'll still be outside practicing, trying to like, you know, learn, get my shots better. Like I was really, really passionate about basketball. And then that passion moved on to me being passionate about softball. So i would be in the backyard throwing the ball up myself, trying to hit the ball. So it's like over time, like I was slur- I was slowly learning myself. And this this basketball story is like back in high school and softball. So when I started this journey of like self-love, self-care, healing, and self-growth, I was relearning who I was. I was re-falling in love with myself. I was in a I was like dating myself. <laughs> and you know the crazy thing is like I made a day where all right, I'll try to make one day out of the month where I take myself on a date and I'll do stuff that I make like all last day I took myself on. I took I got my car cleaned, I went to the store, got some self-care stuff, then I took myself out to eat to my favorite restaurant. And this ain't no like, you know, this ain't really lobster. This is a restaurant restaurant. So big deal. <laughs> like i really treated myself because I'm like, you deserve it. Like, and it's not even me like, oh, nobody gonna do it for you, do it for yourself. No, somebody will when the time comes. But as of right now. I'm going to give myself this love. I'm going to give myself this pampering. I'm going to spoil myself because this is what you deserve. This is what you this is what you deserve. So I feel like throughout that process of like healing and just self-growth within myself, there was times I would get upset with myself. I would stress myself out because I'm like, dang, like, am I doing enough? Am I doing it right? Like, I just don't feel like I'm growing. But now I'm at a point where it's like, I started Shil Poems. And I used, I wrote poetry all of my life. This is basically, y'all just getting a whole little backstory. <laughs> yeah, This is basically a backstory about me and how I got to how I am now, but I've been, I've wrote poems all my life. Now, were they always the way they are on ship poems? Hell no. Nah. <laughs> In the beginning, there was some, there was kind of dark and we'll get into that, <laughs> but those poems was dark, but I always wrote poetry when I was a, when I was young and I was in elementary school. I wrote this one poem and it got published into my school newspaper, and I I have it till this day. But that was when it, like I was young, like I was kindergarten, pre K, first grade, I don't know kindergarten, I think. And it got published, and I was just they asked my parents, can we publish it? Like I was just like, dang, like is that good to y'all? Like I was, and I'm a child. I was like, dang, like. I think, I'm, I think I really love writing. And then from there, I started writing books, fiction books that, you know, will never get published because I lost them. But I started writing fiction books. And then when I was in middle school, in my literature class one time, I wrote a poem and my teacher, like, she kept it. She was like, this is beautiful. And I want to share it with all the other teachers. Can I keep it? And I was like, yeah, go crazy. <laughs> and I never got it back. I ain't know she meant keep it, keep it, but hey, whatever. So she kept it. And I was just like, I was always I was always thinking like, yeah. Like writing has always been my favorite subject. I've always loved to write. Writing is the form of how I express myself. It's how I get all my emotions out. I express myself through words. I express myself through stories. I express myself through music, even. Like I helped my sister write music. <laughs> That's another backstory for another time. But it's just throughout the pandemic, I really started to get back in touch with that person who had so much passion for so many things. And like I was just as I was writing, as I was manifesting, it kind of just made things clear for me that okay, I feel like yes, maybe the path isn't fully clear for me, but I'm starting to see that I am on the right path. Even though there's days where I might get sad, I might get frustrated with myself or I feel like I'm not making progress. I just know I'm on the right path. And as I progressed with the poems, as I began to like, you know, do shit hours when I did it back then, and I've seen people really actually wanted advice or wanted advice from me or help with things that weren't just surface level. There were things that were like really, really, you know, deep. For example, one person asked me about how to get past a death of a loved one. And that was just like, you really like to have that kind of, you know, that reach at this level that I am and somebody to trust me with, you know, advice like that, it just, you know, it really started to really touch me because, like, I'm reaching people. And all this time, like, and all this process, like, even while I'm healing, I'm able to help you. And that helps me. When I do this podcast, when I express and how I talk about the stories and the things that I've done or things that I've been through, And sometimes it's hard for me to even talk about. It's hard for me to express, but I know the things that I say, people can relate. So when I talk about my healing process and my self-growth process, I never want you guys to think that, oh, it was just cupcakes, fairies, and candy, and drops, and just something so beautiful. It wasn't nothing, no horror film either, but it just was something that, you know, I really had to live and learn. Times got hard, and I had to keep pushing through it it's never something where it's just, you know, cut and dry. It's easy. It's dead ass easier said than done. Because most of the time I was healing. I was like, you know, I never really focused on me. I was healing through breakups or I was just, you know, healing through friend breakups or I was going through stuff with family or it was just, you know, it was never really like shit poems. Like, you know, what's going on with you? Like, who are you? Like, outside of this outside of that when you're by yourself who are you are you okay with sitting with your thoughts and that's the question I've asked in the past episode and I've gotten to a point where one second parched <laughs> but I got into a point where I'm able to sit with my thoughts and the moment overthinking tries to even come in I've been I'm at a point where I can just kind of refocus like Reassure myself like okay, you're thinking about this, but is this is like what does this thought bring you? What feelings does this give you? And I want to give thanks to my therapist. I can't really shout her out, but I want to give thanks to my therapist because she's really, and I've had many therapists, and I, I'm thankful for them too. But the one I have now, she's really helped give me the tools to understand me. And she like, <laughs> if you guys knew how it was to listen to me, hats off to her because. I know I can be confusing sometimes, but she's given me the tools to really understand me as a person, to really be able to work through my flaws, to understand like, you know, you were wrong in the situation. You need to accept that you were projecting or, you know, just go in with yourself and see why does this trigger you? Why does this happen? Just the tools that, you know, I wasn't able to receive or I couldn't really like stuff that, you know, a different point of view. And that's why I always, you know, I'm a a heavy, strong advocate for therapy because it has taught me so much about myself. And there's times, let me go ahead and throw this out here. There's times throughout my self-growth process where I have backslided. I have put myself in situations where it's like, why am I back here? I'm not even at this point in my life where I wouldn't even accept anything like this from myself. Not even speaking on a relationship, but for myself. Why am I treating myself like this? I'm not treating myself like I love myself. And that's not okay. Because I do love myself. <laughs> I know who I am. I know what I'm worth. And those are my affirmations. Like, I know who I am. I know what I'm worth. And I am worth a lot. All cocky shit. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. But it's just, I feel like, I kind of got all over the place, but y'all get it. I ramble. It all ties together. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when it comes to healing and self-growth and whether it's a relationship, I told you guys my story of my relationship, my um, my like first kind of heartbreak, not really because the first one was the other guy, but my first real heartbreak with an ex and how I went through that process of hurting people because hurt people hurt people. And then after that, Trying to really get back to myself, and you know what's crazy, and what I'm realizing even though hurt people hurt people, you don't have to be hurting an action, another person, you can be hurting yourself because of what you're allowing in, what you're not allowing in, and what you're feeding to yourself. When I was going through my healing process and seeing, oh, this, that, and the third, seeing people like seeing other people's success at one time, like. I'm going to be honest. We all have done it. I was just like, damn, like, when is it going to be my turn type shit? And that's also where social media plays a role in the healing and self-growth process. People don't show how they got there. And even if they don't, hats off to them, clap for them, be happy for them. And I learned that when I see people successful or I see my friends succeeding in a certain aspect in life, I've learned how to be happy for them and not throw in a, damn, when is it going to be my turn? Because you don't have to do that. Your time is coming when it comes. It's just about your patience. Are you ready for it to come? It's, ooh, (laughs) ooh. One thing, again, that I learned with self-growth and healing, I'm sorry if I'm yelling, but one thing I learned is timing certain things will not happen until you are until you are actually really prepared for them to happen. That's why that's when the whole thing of when is it going to be my time? It's not your time yet because you haven't done the work. It's simple. It's not your time yet because you might be doing the work, but you're not done. It's not your time yet because it's just not your time yet. It's simple. And I had to learn that, like, I'm like, damn, like, when my time coming, my time is coming. I know it is. And that's what you have to tell yourself when you have those thoughts of like, when is it going to be my time? Like, when is it like blah, blah, blah? When is it going to blah, blah, blah? Like, you just have to sit and be like, you know what? I'm happy for that person. And I know I'm up next because I'm doing the work. I'm putting in the effort. I'm working on myself. I'm I'm putting out the energy that I want back. I'm manifesting what I want. I'm not letting my judgment be clouded about myself, about what I'm putting out in the atmosphere, my businesses, I'm working, I'm putting, I'm putting in that effort. So I know the what goes around comes around. What you put out, you get back. So whatever I'm putting out, I know I'm going to get that back. And if I'm putting out negative thoughts, negative energy, like, dang, like, I really want to take off. I really want to just but I know... just not good enough i'm not like it's i'm just i fuck it up i just don't get it right if i'm constantly feeding myself those thoughts guess what's going to happen i'm going to mess up i don't have enough faith in myself i don't have enough trust that what i want to come to pass is going to happen because i'm so busy beating myself up on my failures and not focusing on like dang like this person's put me to the side today and they were saying, like, you know, what you do really inspires me. I'm just so focused on the aspect of when am I going to take off? Like, you have to really, 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 really appreciate the phase of life that you're going through. Because when the time comes to when you elevate and you get to the point that you've always wanted to be, you really, you're going to appreciate it way more. Because you're like, damn, I really worked hard. I put it out there and it's here. Because there are situations where, you know, you even take off but you still have this negative mindset and you're not able to fully appreciate what you have. Now y'all, this is one of my longest episodes. It's just because of that story time in the beginning. I am sorry if you're still listening, I appreciate it. But my overall thing is with when it comes to healing throughout and self-growth throughout relationships, throughout life, throughout processes, and I'm probably going to come back and touch bases on the topic again because it's just so many aspects. Like, it's just so many different things that you can discuss when it comes to healing and self-growth. But the main thing, it's about you. It's about what you're doing. It's about the actions you're taking, the tools you're looking for, and what you're putting out and what you're putting in yourself, what you're feeding yourself, how you're treating yourself. Are you doing what you are supposed to do to get to the place that you want to be? So it's just, it's a lot. But it's just... The aspects that you kind of, the main ones that you see nowadays, but the self growth and healing process, like I said, it's easier on paper. It's something that you have to actively do every day. You have to actively reprogram your brain, actively change your thoughts, actively fight intrusive thoughts. Excuse me. Now, every day is not going to be, you know, tough. Every day is not going to be easy. It's just about how, your viewpoint on life and what you want for yourself. Now, for me, I know what I'm capable of, capable of in life. I know what I can put out. I know what I can do. So when I have my days where I'm feeling down or I'm like, you know, not in the best mood, I have to really fight for my happiness. Like, it's crazy to say, but sometimes you have to fight for your happiness and throughout life. Every day you choose to be happy. You wake up and you set the your intentions, you set the tone for your day. Because today I could have just sat in bed and just laid there and got lazy. But no, I was like, you know what? Let me do the opposite of what I want to do. I got up, went to the gym, got back home, went to work, did what I had to do, handle my business. So it's all about, sometimes you need to get uncomfortable. Sometimes you have to do the opposites of what you would normally do. And then as you... Form healthier habits throughout life as you start being for being mindful. That's mindfulness and being aware of the things you do and the things you say are so important because sometimes you go through life and we do things and we're not mindful. We don't think it through. We don't, we don't really process why am I doing this? Why am I asking this? Why am I saying this? Because we're not really aware of what we, we're just going through life and not thinking about, okay, if I do this, this is the outcome. We just act. And we can, we can't control what happens in life, but we can control how we react. We can control what we put out. We can control what we allow. Because it's a lot of things in life that if we would have did things differently, it wouldn't have went that way. But since it did, you know, for the next time, you know, for the next lesson. You know what to do the next time. So I'm going to wrap it up and I'm going to just keep in mind, I will bring up this topic again later on in my episodes, but I just want to say throughout life, it's so many lessons we go through when it comes to relationships and healing. It's going to be, we're not going to be a perfect person in relationships. It's going to be times where we may hurt people. We may do things that we regret, but we must learn through them. we can't sit there and just have a pity party for, oh, it's my fault. Oh, I did this. I did that. Learn from it. Don't do it again. Don't be that person. And with self-growth and healing, you just have to find your tools. What helps you? What helps me is journaling. What helps me is manifesting. What helps me is grounding myself. What helps me is working on my inner child shadow work. So that's a long list of things, but that's what helps me. And the list continues. So it's never just one set thing. Maybe today I do this. Maybe today I do that. So you have to sit and find what's best for you. But I'm going to go ahead and end the episode. I really appreciate you guys for listening and keep, keep, it, keep your eye out. I will be releasing my book, Picking Up the Pieces, next year. And I will let you guys know this set release date. Thank you so much for listening.